Good morning. Good morning. Man, it's huge. Uh, we're going to invite some more chairs from the back, just so y'all know. It's really good, though. It's good to see your smiling faces. It's uh, welcome to Beecher Island. Uh, it is good to gather together every Sunday morning with uh, you guys, and man, it's it's always encouraging. And uh, um, if you're not encouraged after you come here, uh, let Jeff know. Yeah, he'll he'll encourage you. That's that's right. He's right here, walking down the middle, just so you know. Uh, no, it's good. It's good to, to be here, and, and uh, it's good to, to encourage one another, to, to not forsake the fellowship. It's good. It, Beecher Island is a great place to call home. And I may be a little biased in that, but, but I think it's a great place to call home because I truly feel like when we come here, we can, we can feel safe. We can set the walls outside. We can, we can put, them, put them outside, and we can walk into this building and, and just be you. I pray that that's the way it is, that you can come in here and be the person God made you to be. And you can set all those walls out there and all the barriers and all the things that you build up to, to battle this world, right? And you can leave them out there and walk in here. And I, and I love that. I love that that's the way this is. And, and, and um, you know, Beach Island doesn't have a bunch of religious rules uh, telling us how we got to be when once we come in here. And, and I love that. And that's why I say every Sunday morning that Beach Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I truly believe that because we, we only use God's Word to guide us in our teaching. We don't have religious laws, or we try not to. Uh, and telling us how we need to worship and praise, we have God's Word in telling us how to do that. We try to set aside the religious and man-made laws, and we try to preach the truth, God's Word, and I, and I love that. Uh, also, a, a while back, I, I, I asked you guys that if you're a member of Beach Round, that if you feel like you're a member of here, that we want you to be praying for a non-believer. And you know, I've kind of not talked about it for a while here, but I want to bring it back up. I, I want to encourage you that if, that if there's somebody on your heart that is a non-believer, I want to encourage you to be praying for that individual. I want to encourage you that every morning, that you write their name down somewhere, and every morning when you get up, you pray for them. Every night before you go to bed, you pray for them, for their relationship with Jesus Christ. And then I want to encourage you to take that step further. And invite them to a relationship with you. When you feel that that's right, invite them to that relationship with Jesus. And, and I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to build Beach Island up. God will build Beach Island. I'm not worried about that. But I want, I want us to be a part of building His kingdom. I want us to be a part of, of growing the kingdom for Jesus Christ. And He will use us if we'll let Him. So let's be praying for those that we know, that we personally know that don't have a relationship with Jesus. Let's be praying for them. And then let's ask them to that relationship. Let's ask them to come to that relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage you in that. Alright, we have been in the study of the Gospel of John for a while. And we're going to continue. We're in John chapter 11. So if you turn there with me. John chapter 11, and um, we've talked a lot about the first 22 verses 
of this chapter. We've spent two weeks in the first 22 two verses. And, and it's been good, though, and I hope that you have uh, grown from that. That you've been able to see personal relationship with Jesus Christ in that. Uh, um, and, and, and I'm excited about where we've been. But I'm really excited about where we're headed. Uh, what a blessing it is to have this account. This account of, of Jesus and Lazarus. This account of, of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. You see, I love that, that when we look at this as a big picture, we, we get to see Jesus as 100% human and 100% God. What I mean by that, and we'll get to this, but we have the shortest verse in the whole Bible right here in chapter 11. It says, Jesus wept. You see, we got to see we get to see in this Jesus be a hundred percent human. He, he cried. He he literally cried out for other individuals. But he was also hundred percent God. He raised Lazarus from the dead. hundred percent God. And, and we're gonna work our way through this. But but what about when we start breaking it down verse by verse? And I'm going to do it a little bit different. Usually I read it and then we go back through it and work through it. I'm not, I'm not going to do that this morning. We're just going to work our way through it. And I want to talk as we work our way through it. And, and, and I hope you give me that freedom to do that uh, a little bit different here. Uh, uh, I'll just tell you, Tucker's been encouraging me to just let the manna work. And so that's what I'm doing this morning. Uh, we're just going to, going to work our way through it. Before we do that, let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much. Uh, for your love. I thank you that, uh, man, you are here for us. I thank you that, that it's, um, that's real. And I thank you that we can just turn to you always, anytime, in the good, the bad. Always, we can turn to you and just, just cry out and you are there and you, and you love us and you, and you pick us up, you encourage us, you, you cry with us. Thank you for that. And God, I just pray that your truth be spoke this morning. And if it's not your truth, that it falls to the ground and it doesn't leave here, Lord. But I pray that your truth carry on and that uh, we see you in all of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Uh, I'm just going to start in verse 17. We're going to start working our way through it. So, so John chapter 11. Start in verse 17, and again, we've, we've, we've talked about most of uh, this up to chat, uh, verse 22, but just felt like that was a great place to start, verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. We talked about that last week. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
He who believes in Me will live even though He dies. And whoever lives and believes in Me will never die. Do you believe this? talked about that a couple weeks ago. Asking the question, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. I forgot something, didn't I? Why, John Wright? You see, I, 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 I want to make sure that as we read through this, we understand why he wrote it. Just as we read. John 20, verse 31 gives us great insight into why John wrote this. And he said, But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you will have life in His name. And that's how I want us to read this. And that's what she just said, isn't it? I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her. Supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I want to stop there for a minute. This, this part right here just jumped out at me this week. Uh, you see, sometimes I think we're married. Martha had, had taken off, right? As soon as she knew that Jesus was coming, she took off. She was like, I'm going to see him. I'm going to go be with him. And, and she took off. And, and Mary stayed back at the house for whatever reason. But she stayed back. And then, and then Martha came to her and said, Hey, the teacher's here. And he's asking for you. And what'd she do? It, it says that when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. I'm just going to talk about me for a minute. I, I don't like talking about me because, uh, yeah. Anyways. This is, this is me. I, I'm going to relate to Mary here because when I got things going on in my life, struggles, trials, right up, I, I, I'm sufficient. I can handle it. I, I can deal with it. Whatever's being thrown at me, I'll handle it. So I kind of hang back, right? I try to do it on my own. I try to figure it out on my own. And then, and then when it becomes way up over here, then, then I go to the Father. Then I, then I fall down at His feet. See, uh, I want you to know that Jesus is always asking for you. I don't care if you're a believer and you've been a believer for a long time or, or you're a non-believer. Jesus is always asking for you. He's always right here. And He's saying, come to Me. He's saying, come to Me. And are we in that, are we going quickly to Him? Just a little reminder for me. You know what, man? Get, get to move on, right? Get, get, get to Him. Don't, don't just be lazy about it. But, but quickly go to Him. And, and then she fell at His feet. 
Hey, am I? Sometimes I, I go to Jesus and, uh, and I stand on my two feet and think that I can still handle it on my own. I'm, I'm with you, Jesus. I think that falling at His feet becomes very important. Because it's a surrender. It's saying, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. And you, God, are my all in all. You, Jesus, are my all in all. And I'm falling at your feet and I'm giving you everything. Because in you, I know it can all happen. And that's what she's saying, right? She said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not have died. She said, if you had been here, it would have all been okay. And we talked about that saying, well, well, Jesus knew that, but He had so much more in store for him. He's got so much more in store for you. we got to quit trying to do it on our own, right? Quit trying to carry it on our own shoulder, but we got to yoke up with Him. What a reminder for myself. Quit trying to, quit trying to walk on your own, but come to Him. And quickly come to Him. Because He's right there for us. We need to fall at His feet and surrender. And then we go on. It says, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And some versions say that his spirit had groaned, right? That he was crying out. Uh, uh, Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Forever I read this as Jesus was weeping because Lazarus had died. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, I, I think that's a misinterpretation of this. Uh, Jesus knew the outcome of Lazarus. He, he knew what lies ahead for him. He, he wasn't weeping over the death of Lazarus. He was weeping because all of those that he loved were crying. They were weeping. They were struggling. They were having troubles, weren't they? Do you think Jesus feels your struggles? He does. Jesus feels, He knows your heart. He knows your struggles. He, he knows what, what you're having difficulty with. He knows what, what's burdened to you. What's burdening you, maybe I should say. Hey, He knows how you feel. He, man, if you're grieving something, He knows that you are. We can be honest with you. You know, uh, growing up as a young boy, I, uh, I don't think this was ever said, but it was kind of like, suck it up. Quit your crying. Get on. Right? It, be a man. And I'm not saying that's what my dad said, but, but it was just kind of the expectation. Then I see Jesus, 100% man, 100% God, crying. Literally crying because those He loved were also crying, were hurting, were struggling, were grieving. They had just lost their brother. Jesus knows your heart. Doesn't matter how strong you are. Jesus knows your heart. I talked about laying down walls out there, right? Because a lot of times we'll put on a show. I can put a smile on my face pretty easily and I can walk into wherever and, and be okay with it. 
Jesus knows what's going on in here, though. He knows what's going on in your heart. I'll tell you, we, we, um, we went to a, a celebration of life the other night, a, a funeral, and man, I'll tell you, I, I, uh, I went in there thinking, man, it's sad, but I'm going to be okay. And then I, I went to the husband who has just lost his wife, and I gave him a big hug, and I'll tell you what, I, some tears ran down my face because he was hurt. I, I just see Jesus just weeping with him, though. And, and, he, and he was weeping with me. Because that's, that's our Jesus. He cares so much about you. He loves you so much that when you're in that kind of pain, when you're in that kind of struggle, he's right there with you saying, I'm with you. I, I'm weeping with you. I'm here for you, though. I'm here for you. Okay, see what we go on. It says, then the Jews said, see how he loved him? He loves you. He loves you. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? They knew he was. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a, a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. The Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. If you've dealt with death, animals, roadkill, whatever you want, if you've dealt with death four days into it, there's, there's a stench. There's no way around. It's bad, right? And Martha's saying, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going to pull that off there and it's going to smell bad. You know what? It was a roadblock. That's the way I read it. I read it as if she was putting up a roadblock because she knew that Jesus could have taken care of Lazarus when he was still alive. Well, what about now? He's dead, and he's, he's so dead that he's actually smelling. Hey, you don't want to open up that cave, and, and she puts this roadblock. You know, I, it's just on my heart with all this, and maybe it's just what I'm going through in life right now, but it was a roadblock. And, and are we putting up roadblocks for Jesus working in our life? Are we putting up things that say, well, well, if you'd have been here then, it would have been okay. But, but now, uh, you can't do anything about it. Are we putting up roadblocks for, for things that, that are in our life that Jesus is trying to walk through with us, but, but we keep on putting them in a box and saying that ain't going to work? You see, then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, if you believe, you would see the glory of God? Do we have that kind of faith? Do we have the faith to set down the walls, to put, to put away the excuses, to take God out of the box and let Him work? Do we have the faith to do that? To, to, the faith to allow Him to work in our life in a way that we can't fathom, in a way that we can't understand, in a way that we can't have answers. Because I guarantee here in just a minute, they didn't have answers for what Jesus did. They didn't have answers. They just knew it happened. 
Are we okay with that kind of faith? Uh, are we okay with a faith that we don't have an answer for? Besides, we serve the King? Besides that Jesus is Lord? Are we okay with that kind of an answer? He says, did I not tell you that if you believe you would see the glory of God? Are you ready to see the glory of God? Hopefully we've already seen Him, right? I talked last week about my testimony about just the little miracles of every day happening. The miracles that, that, that we can so easily pass over unless we stop and give glory to the King. Give glory to God. And, and are we stopping and having that kind of faith to see, God, You are so amazing. You are so amazing in our life. You are so amazing in what You do. You would see the glory of God. So then they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank You that You have heard me. I knew that You always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that You sent me. I picture myself standing there as Jesus prayed this prayer. Saying, God, I'm saying this so that this guy right beside me hears me. This guy right beside me knows that You sent me. This guy right beside me knows that I am the Christ, the Son of God. Can you put yourself there? Can you put yourself there right beside Jesus as He prays this prayer saying, Hey, I'm praying to You, Father, so that they will know. They will know who I am. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with stripes of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Can you picture that? Can you picture Jesus standing at the front of this tomb? Stench coming out of it, because we know that's happening, right? All these people are around. Jesus' disciples, Mary and Martha, all the Jews that were there to comfort Mary and Martha, there was a lot of people around and here Jesus stands at the tomb, prays to the Father and says, Lazarus, come out. Have you ever thought about how He came out? He was wrapped like this over His face, head to toe. Maybe He hopped out. Maybe He hopped His way out. Maybe he wiggled like a worm. I, I don't think so. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think Jesus raised him from the dead, raised him off the ground, and put him right there standing like this. Right in front of him. He rose him from the dead. And then he said, take off the grave clothes. If you will, jump over with me to Colossians 2. Colossians chapter 2. We're going to read, uh, start in verse 9, Colossians 2, start in verse 9. It says this, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Amen? That's what it's saying again. And you have been given fullness in Christ. You have. 
who is the head over every power and authority. In Him you are also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature. Not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but the circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with Him in baptism and raised with Him through your faith in the power of God, who raised Him from the dead. When you were dead in your sin and in your uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having counseled the written code with its regulation that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Take off the grave clothes. Listen to me this morning. He raised Lazarus from the dead. It just says right here that you were raised from the dead in your sinful nature. He raised you from the dead. And you know what? When we're raised from the dead, we can still be wearing the grave clothes. We can still be wearing the sinful nature that was before. We can still be wearing the burdens, the addiction, the, all the things that pull us down. All the things that grab a hold of us and tell you, you're not good enough to walk with Jesus. All those things that grab a hold of you and say that, that, you know what, you better just come over here and hide in your little corner. You better not tell people you're, you're a believer. Because look, it's your life. Let me tell you again, Jesus rose you from the dead. Jesus rose you from the dead and He wipes away all the sin. He nailed it to the cross and it's there. You don't need to carry it around. And so He says, take off the grave clothes. Lay them down. Whatever's burdened Whatever's got you tied up, if it's religion, if it's legalism, if, if it's an addiction, if it's, if it's sin that's got you entangled, you know what? Lay it down. Take off the grave clothes. But you know what I found interesting? Is that Jesus is the one that raised, rose Lazarus from the grave. But then He told others, take off His grave clothes. We're here to take off each other's grave clothes. Whatever has got you burdened, whatever is holding you back, man, we are here to pray with you. We are here to help you in that journey. We're here to walk alongside of you. Because we want to help in taking those great clothes off. We want to help in knocking down that sin. We want to help in lifting you up in prayer. We want to help in any way. But my point is this take off the grave clothes. You see, Lazarus couldn't walk. Lazarus was bound by those grave clothes. He was risen from the dead, but he couldn't walk because he was bound until the, clothes, the grave clothes were taken off. It's the same with us. Take them off. We don't need to be bound by sin. He said He's the one that's risen us from, from the dead when we believe in Him. Back to John 20, verse 31, but these things are written so that we will know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing, you'll have life in His name. Do you believe that? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that He's the Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe that it's Him that has raised you from the dead? Your, your old ways, He's given you life, eternal life, when you confess Him. Do you believe that? And if so, Lay down the old sinful nature. Don't let it burden you. Don't let it hang on to you. Lay it down and walk in Him. In the newness of life. Right? He says you are a new creation. Walk in that newness. Walk in that newness today. 
Start today. Lay it down. And if you need prayers, man, we want to pray with you. I'm going to invite the music team to come up. If you've got something that's burdening you, if you've got something that's, that's, that's holding you back, if you've got something that, man, is just, just not letting go, and it's a battle, we want to pray with you. We want to help you in that journey. I do. I, I want to help you. And the elders want to help you. And we want to pray with you. We're going we're gonna to stand and sing here in just a minute. And let me just encourage you. I'll be up here in the front. There's elders in the back. But if you need prayers, seek them out. You're not in this alone. We want to help you. Jesus is right there calling your name. And He's with you. And so are we. We want to help you in this. Father God, I thank You that You call us by name. I thank You that You, you raise us from our old ways. You raise us from the dead. And we walk in the newness of life with You. And I thank You for that. Lord, don't let us keep the grave clothes on though. The things that, that hinder and restrict us. The things, uh, addictions or oh, religion. Sinful nature. Whatever it may be, Lord, don't. Help us to take off those clothes and walk in You. Lord, help us, help us to do that. Help us to know Your love and that You're just pouring out. Help us to know that You know our heart. That, that You weep with us. When we're, when we're hurting and we're crying out and, and we're struggling, You are right there with us. Crying Yourself. Saying, I got you though. I thank you so much for that. I pray that we grab a hold of that. And that we trust in you for everything. I thank you for being our God. I thank you for being 100% human, 100% God right here on this earth to show us that we are loved. That we are loved by you. And that you died for us. And that we have all our sins nailed to that cross when we call on You as our Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that we walk in that. Lord, I thank You for this church. I thank You for this body of people who are calling out Your name. And Lord, if anybody here this morning is struggling and needs prayer, Lord, I just pray that they have the courage to step forward and get that prayer. That courage to not battle this on their own, but battle with you and with others as part of this body. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand and sing with us if you will.